Our passion didn't start with the mouth. It started with people, with the well-being of the profession. And if you're like me, maybe a little bit of your nerdiness in all things tech too. We all want to love what we do, but the truth is burnout, people problems, and glass ceilings can keep us from doing what we set out to do. So let's get back to the heart of connection. Welcome to the Dental Handoff. This show is about passing you the knowledge, the habits, the systems, and the strategies to lead your teams, lean on the tech, and listen to your gut while you take care of teeth. And let's get honest, the overall health of our communities. Let's stop using the wrong end of the toothbrush, y'all. My name is Dr. Kelly Tanner. Oh, and uniquely, I'm a dental hygienist, too. You can consider me a guru in the dental and leadership industry. With over three decades of experience, my goal is to take you to the next level by empowering growth, perspective, and confidence. By identifying the gaps, recognizing the plaque, and extracting the truth with other experts in the field. I'll share their stories, empower you to own yours, and elevate your passion in the process. So have a seat in the chair, put on your bib, and let's get to work. Welcome, welcome, welcome to The Dental Handoff. It is so great to be with you all here today, and it is almost Memorial Day weekend. Isn't that crazy how it snuck up on us? Um, I am Dr. Kelly Tanner, and I have the pleasure of having the Dr. Lynn Tao with me today. And Lynn and I just met in February at the Catapult Retreat, and we just hit it off. He is such a fountain of information and everything patient-centered, um, practice-centered, review, patient reviews. He's going to tell you all about that. And Lynn, you know, how did you, how did you go from all that you're doing? You guys are going to get to hear Lynn's story, but how did you get to like where you started from where, when you said, I want to be a dentist and then more, and then to where you are now? Like, Tell us how dentistry chose you. Or I, ho- or I chose dentistry, I guess you could say, because I did. And I mean, so my dad was a dentist. Um, I used to venture down to the lower level or what I called the basement of her home. I watched him recreate smiles and, and he was passionate about it. You know, he loved what he did. And I kind of um, decided early on that I wanted to do the same thing after it's an interesting story. I, I was, I wanted to be a lawyer. I was, I would be, make a very good lawyer, but I was watching headline news. I still remember this. I was watching headline news um, on you know, the CNN channel. And it said in the, and this was like 1992, I think. And it said in the year 2020, there'll be double the number of lawyers than there are now. And I literally at that moment decided I'm not going to be a lawyer <laughs> just because I saw that, that stat. It's a very, very interesting uh, thing I saw on TV. And I called my dad up. I said, I think I want to become a dentist. And my mom and my dad um, both said to me, I'm selling myself to the devil. That's what they said to me. Um, and uh, the plan was to originally go into practice with my dad. Unfortunately, he developed cancer prior to me even enter- entering dental school. And um, I ended up in Southern Jersey in residency and never made it to New York at all. So uh, we never practiced together. But that was my calling. My dad's passionate. You know, I- I've done what I've done through, through really hard work. Uh, I've never not worked in my entire life. Once I was able to, I worked. And I've worked ever since. Um, but it's, it's built through hard work, you know, dentistry. Uh, became a passion of me for a number of years. That passion kind of waned after a number of years owning a business. And I looked to do other things. And you know, fortunately for me, um, I found the right things to do. Um, I, I marketed the practice. I, I obviously found the effect of online reviews, developed the platform, sold the platform to uh, BirdEye, where I run their dental division now, um, knowing that down the road, I did not want to um, be a practicing dentist 
till 75 or 80 years old as I meet people. I just didn't want to do that. Um, and other things became passions. I still love dentistry. Um, but on you know October of this year, I saw, or last year, I should say, I sold my practice to uh, my associate, um, Dr. Christine Hahn, who is now the owner. I am basically an associate in the practice I built for 15 years. Wow. And um, I moved to Florida, so I live a different lifestyle now. It's a very relaxed lifestyle. I'm still on the road a lot. I still commute to the office. Um, as of um, as of December of this year, 2022, I will uh, I will hang up my clinical skills and, and retire from clinical dentistry and um, really follow the rest of the passions that I have. So it's been an interesting interesting career. Um, you know, I, I've always been an entrepreneur. Like I said, I've always been a hard worker. Um, but like I said, this career took me in other places that I could never have imagined. I look back, you know, eight nine years ago when I started my software. Um, I would never have imagined it to turn into where to, to where it is now. So I've been very fortunate um, to to find something or find multiple careers that I wake up every morning excited to go to work, no matter what I'm doing that day. And that's very hard to say nowadays. But I've been very fortunate to have that opportunity. Isn't it wonderful? It's it, they're so. That's what I tell people. I'm like dentistry is the best profession because you can figure out whatever you want to do. You can find yourself in any part of it and helping people and helping people solve problems just like you're doing. And Len, tell us about the, do you mind talking about the software that you developed? That, that's so interesting to me. So I, I realized the value or the, the, the effect that online reviews were having to my practice. And I needed to develop a way to make it easier. I wanted to develop a way to make it easier. So I developed a, a software, a manual-based platform. I was literally first to market um, almost nine years ago now. Um, I proved the concept, I sold my software to about 180 dentists over a year and a half. And then BirdEye basically acquired my company. They, they wanted me. They wanted my expertise. They wanted my relationship in the space. They wanted my revenue. They didn't want my software. <laughs> they got rid of my software. They took some ideas from the software and implemented it in the car- current platform. But uh, a year and a half after I, I started my software, I made the decision to... I was still in debt in my practice. I made the decision to sell and just become a a seller rather than a um, an engineer or somebody building a platform. I didn't want that. I really liked the sale. I liked the win. I liked people, you know, buying from me. And we've I've grown the dental space from, you know, 180 dentists, 220 combined to well over 9,000 now. So it's been an interesting um, interesting journey. I, I look back. I look back at images from the first trade show I went to, and it's hard to believe what where eight years have gone or nine years have gone and where we are now. It's it's, it's phenomenal. Yeah. And then I, I bet too, when you first mentioned this to doctors and to practices, they were like, what is it? What is a source, sorcery that you're, that you're talking about? Like, why does it matter if I have a Google review? Why does it matter what patients say? How do people even see that? Tell us about how that weighs in on offices and why it does matter. Well, it matters because everything that we do in our lives revolves around reviews. You know, we're a reputation society. We Go to a restaurant, we look at reviews. We go to a movie, we go to Rotten Tomatoes, look at what people are saying about it. We buy something on Amazon, we look at reviews. Everything we do revolves around something related to a business's reviews. And if you're not, you're not going to use a business that has poor reviews. You're going to use a business that is well-reviewed online. And that's because of, of kind of how society has changed. So I truly believe that if you're a practice looking to grow, and there's a big difference, I've spoken to a number of practices who are not even taking new patients because they're so busy. And I think that's great. But if you're a new, if you're a business looking to grow, you have to have an online presence that um, 
includes online reviews or people aren't going to come in. So they're going to look at you. You either have little, few reviews and they're going to wonder if you're a new business and you're not. They are looking at you. You have bad reviews and they just simply won't come in. They're not going to call you up and say, you suck online. They don't do that. You know, right. they just don't come in. Um, or you're going to have um, not enough reviews or, or too many reviews. And they're going to say, this is the business I want to come into. And, and that's how people, that's how patients make their decisions based on what other patients are telling you, are telling them online. It's like, you know, and, and studies show that 50% of people trust online reviews as much as personal recommendations. And that's a huge statistic. You know, a, a word of mouth referral versus what I call a word of mouse referral, online referral, they're almost equal now for some people. And that's, that's pretty impressive to say the least. So um, that's kind of why dentists have to get into this game. I'm teaching a, a workshop at the AAPD this week, and I'm actually flying out to um, uh, San Diego in a few hours. I'm going to be there with Allison. And, um, you know, it's called Dominate Your Marketing Online is what I'm teaching. And the focus is online reviews, because if you don't have those, those foundations, you can't dominate your marketing online because people aren't going to come in. You could be spending so much money on marketing, yet you have so few reviews, you're not getting the conversions. There's no return on investment. Yeah. And what converts them are those reviews. Correct. People will see your ads. They'll see your ads. They'll kick, click on there. They'll go to your website. They'll see what other people are saying about you. And if you don't have enough or you, don't, you have bad reviews, you're wasting your money. I mean, people aren't going to come in. So I always say, stop your marketing spend until you have a steady flow of reviews because you're wasting your money. That's what I like to tell people. That's great advice. That's great advice. I mean, you just save people a lot of time and money and effort, and they can always reach out to you for that too. <laughs> they do. And, I, and people do. And I'm always responsive. I always say, you know, I'm always going to respond to anybody who reaches out to me simply because that's my personality. And I get messages every single day. How do I get reviews? Why aren't my reviews showing? Um, how do I deal with a bad review? So I give a class called, oh my God, OMG, I got a bad review. What do I do? Because that's the question everybody asks me. And, you know, I always say to them, you know, if, if you haven't gotten a bad review, you're not a dentist long enough because every dentist is going to get a bad review at some point. And I always congratulate them. You're officially a dentist when you've gotten your first bad review. <laughs> it's true though. It's not, not everybody's going to like your flavor of ice cream. <laughs> exactly. So with that too, I mean, do people ever ask you how do they remove a bad review? All the time, all the time. And, and you can can't you? remove, you can't remove a bad review. Um, you know, it's, it's, unless there's violations and there's so many things that can cause a, only so few things that can cause a violation, bad reviews are not going to come down. Okay. The best defense is simply generate more positive reviews, respond to the review, say you're sorry, um, don't break HIPAA and just get more positive reviews to overwhelm those negatives. Cause that's ultimately what someone's going to look at is they're going to read the review. They want to make sure you're at least responsive to it. The person reading it is more important than the person who wrote it. In that sense, um, the person who wrote the bad review is probably not coming back in the office again. So uh, you want to really focus on on, on reaching out to those who um, are reading it and may decide based on your response if they want to come in or not. So I think a nice generic response is great for those negative reviews, but um, you're not going to take it down. Just get more positives. And I like to say, don't sweat the small stuff. Yeah, true. It's, it's one review. It's an opportunity to grow. And you know, and you, you've addressed it. And I think it's so powerful too, when I see any, any review and the owner of whatever it was, the product, the service addressed that issue and said, we're sorry you had that experience. That is highly unusual. Um, let us, you know, we would like to make it right. 
whatever. But I have also seen it. I'm sure you have too, Lynn, where people are start to argue on the reviews too. Have you, have you seen that? And it's like, no, this is going so bad. I, I always, I re- recommend if you think the patient is crazy, don't respond because it's going to cause all sorts of problems online. So I'd rather you almost say nothing than cause the person to re-respond to that review that they wrote. And it causes an uproar and you're basically going back and forth arguing online. And that's not why you, you do not want that to happen. That will hurt you more than anything else. Oh, that's awesome. That's great. Look, at it. you're just dropping like pearls everywhere. Pearls. With So what do you tell a dentist? Like if, if you were going to say to a team, I know obviously always do your job nice is like the best way to win a, a, a review, but like what is the what is the action step? What how do they the, how do they make it possible for their practices to operationalize this and get the reviews? Do they say do they ask for it every time, or what do you recommend to offices? So I always say the first step is is recognizing that it's a need for the practice, okay, um, and create a reputation culture in the office. And what do I mean by that? What I mean by that is you need to set up your office to be willing to accept the feedback that you're going to receive could be good or bad or indifferent. Change it if it change your ways in the office if you do receive something that's negative. Not be defensive about it. Um, and embrace the positive reviews and use it to help market the practice. So that's the first thing you need to do. The next thing you have to do is you have to learn what works best for the practice. So what do we mean by that? The least costly but most ineffective way of, of getting a review is asking for one. Okay, but you're not going to get if you don't ask. Right. So you can ask till the cows come home and you're going to get very minimal responses, but you have to ask to get it. So you have to try that first. And then after about a hundred reviews, when you have three people do it, you probably say, I don't want to do that anymore. Okay. Um, there are things that you can use QR codes to generate reviews. You have to be careful with QR codes simply because it's coming from a link that you've created. A QR code is basically an image that can be scanned of a, of a link you want to send them to. So it's the same link that's generating the reviews. If too many people are using the link to write reviews, Google's going to flag them and you're not going to see reviews posting. So you have to be careful to use a unique link, which is hard for individual practices to use because they can't keep creating a different link. So that's why software comes into play. And there are many competitors out there. Um, Obviously, I work for BirdEye and I don't want to make this about BirdEye, but you need to be sending a unique. The best way to do it is to use your, your practice management software to automate the process sending unique messages to the patients after the appointment. And then the office plays a role, the team members play a role by simply letting patients know that they're going to receive a text message, you know, asking for feedback about their experience and that you look forward to reading what, you, what they have to say. That way they know you're going to read it. They're going to, they may expect a response, but they're more likely to do it knowing that someone's going to read it. So just the way it's presented to the patients, but if you present it in a way that makes sense and, and give the patient the ability to do it, more often than not, they're going to do it and you're going to, you're going to reap the benefits uh, because it's going to help you grow your practice online and get become visible and credible. Right. That's, that's awesome. Isn't there a way to, to create a QR code that's not a static link? It is. But the problem is, is that the QR code that's that where it's coming from is, is going to be the same link. There's no way to create multiple different Google spaces. So the, the code may be different, but the link's the same. I see. Okay. But yes, you can create, but that's a different type of, of, uh, Different type of way of doing it. You can't do it that way successfully. Okay. Try, try it. Not going to work. <laughs> gotcha. So. And then, so this is a way to great advice with, you know, figure out what's going to work for your practice, create a unique experience for your patient to respond to however it is that works for your office. 
And then what about other social media? I know Allison Lacusi and I, you know, and you and I all talk about social media and we're on the gram, everything for the gram. How important do you feel that is as well for for your patients understanding that you have a presence? I think so. I am I talk about social media, but I'm kind of anti-social media in the sense that I don't think just posting on social media platforms is going to be a great way to generate new patients. Okay. I'm not against doing the posting. I'm against people thinking that they're going to get new patients simply by posting. Right. Okay. I think that's a very big misconception in the industry. I think it's great to be active on there, but you're not, you're active because you want to inform the community. And I'll, I'll give you an example, a real life example that happened. A uh, patient calls the office and says, I just went to a dentist and I need my front tooth corrected after they did what they did. So I was like, come on in the office. It was a, a, a well-connected makeup artist, male makeup artist in Philadelphia who came in and he had a really ugly yellow temporary put in his mouth. And he actually is on TV and he said, I can't go on TV looking like this. So we were chatting and, and he said to me, you know, I was following you for a very long time. And I, I, my practice was very active on social media for a very long time. We then stopped because it wasn't generating new patients. So I'm like, why invest in this? So he said to me, I was originally going to come and see you, but then you stopped posting on Instagram and I thought you weren't relevant anymore. Okay. So he then decided to come in as the second person, not the first person to do it, but we, re- we fixed everything. And I, what he said to me really, really kind of hit me saying that, you know, that we weren't relevant because we weren't posting. So again, there's a different way to kind of skin a cat. But his thing rung really hit me hard in that he said that we he, we weren't relevant because we weren't posting. Mm. So I think there's there's reasons why you need to post. But if you if you expect to get new patients from posting, you're going to be sadly mistaken. It's an it's another way to inform, another way to be present, another way to to make your your brand awareness happen. But you may not generate new patients because you post on Facebook or you post on Instagram. If you want to get new patients from those things, you have to run funnels, you have to run advertising, you have to pay. And then it's not really social media anymore because you're doing paid advertising. Correct. Right. Yeah. I was just curious as to if if you've, if you've, I knew that you would probably know the research on the new patient conversion. Obviously it's better if there's a review because we make decisions based on recommendations every day. That's how we, you know, Oh, where'd you get your shoes? Oh, where did you get that cute jacket or whatever? It's, we're always going off of referrals and recommendations. That's what we, that's what we trust, right? Is that, that individual who's utilized it. So then I was wondering how the other influenced it, if it did, or if you didn't find that it did in your experience. Shifting gears a little bit, what about an office that has a great reputation or maybe doesn't have a great reputation and they're trying to sell? Like, how do you handle that? Like, what about the handoff, the dental handoff that happens with the communication from social media or, you know, their reputation and they're trying to sell? Like, what happens with that? Well, I always tell practices or dentists, if they're coming to the end of their career, they need to make sure that they have a brand that's recognizable online. So if it's if it's the doctor's name, there's not much goodwill once the practice when the doctor leaves because then it's his name of his practice. So I highly recommend if your name is you know John A. Smith DMD PC that you look at renaming it with some type of branding that someone could take from you and use it to their advantage. Um, I, I think practices that have a poor reputation are harder to sell. Okay, they may suffer less because the person doesn't look like online. Um, versus myself, who had a really stellar reputation online and a really good footprint. I don't want to say I 
I didn't maximize the value of my practice because I wanted to get out. <laughs> you know, so I took I took a great offer from my associate, but I could have I was getting better um, offers from DSOs, but I was not a candidate for a DSO because I didn't want to stay on for three to five years. I was I knew I was done in in a year or maybe less. Um, so DSOs were not really interested in buying my practice. Um, so like I said, I took the offer from my associate because it was a clean it was a clean sale with her being there already and already working in the office for a year and a half before she bought. Um, but a stellar reputation. So, so back to your question, if you are looking to sell, you need to generate reviews. Even if it's, if it's for a year, you have to look better online to make prospective buyers more interested in buying your practice. I met a dentist back in 2000, I think it was 13 or 14 at the AGD in San Francisco, who's looking to sell his practice in Austin, Texas. And he was having a hard time getting an offer. So he made reviews a priority and then three years later, he basically doubled the doubled the price of his practice simply because he did so much better online than he was doing, and his practice grew because of it, and his practice was worth more money because of it. So, I mean, that would be my answer specifically to the online presence por- portion of it or the online review portion of it when it comes to selling or potentially selling a practice. Do you ever work with practices that have, you know, they've transitioned and now they get you to help them continue on with their Google reviews? Like, because sometimes the the team changes. And so how do have you, have you worked with teams in that capacity where they, where they sort of need like a retrain once the the baton is handed over? Yeah. Well, I hear all the time, uh, we sold my practice, a new doctor took over, you know, what can we do? So one of the things, by the way, is when a practice sale sells, if you change the name of the practice, you're going to, you're going to mess up what are called your local listings online. And you need to make sure your local listings are corrected. So there are services out there like Yext, Moz Local, Bright Local, um, Sweet IQ, that all handle the, the citation or listing management of the practice. So that's something that's really important to make sure that you you fix or else visibility is going to be very difficult online and you want both visibility and credibility. If you don't have both of those things, look, you can be credible but not visible, which is a problem. And you could be visible and not credible and that's even more of a problem. So um, you need both of those together to really make a successful domination online or dominate your marketing online, as I said. So. Um, I think that's really where the where what the practice has to do, and then you know deal with the the handoff of the of the practice properly to the patients. You know, communicate with the patients about you know why the what the new seller brings to it, a new buyer brings to the practice. So I don't I don't necessarily think they need a refresher. I just think they need to hope that the new owner is is as um, into reputation marketing as the previous person was um, and keep that reputation culture going because that's ultimately what it is. It's your people are coming in, they're being examined or treated, they're watching you, they're grading you, they're reviewing you. Um, and you want that to be a positive experience. So that all they do is write positive things online. There's sometimes a little bit of a hiccup when that transition happens. And you know, a lot of practices are concerned that's how they generate bad reviews. I think it's the way you handle the feedback that you're getting to, that, will pre- that will really prevent the negative reviews from overwhelming the positives online. For sure. And then how do you deal with that from a Google? I mean, I know that you were talking about local listings, but once you go with like a, a listing name change from Dr. Smith to ABC Dental, like how does that affect things? Does it still track and associate that with you or? Yeah. Once you make the change, Google recognizes the change and um, actually trusts the business more when things are are all synced up online. And that's how a practice elevates its uh, ranking and becomes more credible and visible. And that's that's kind of the main per- reason why you do something like that. 
So what's the job title of a person who would know how to do that? So if I was a doctor who just took over another practice, who would I seek out or what type of individual would I seek out to say, hey, help me with this transition over with my Google? You're looking at me. You're looking at me. <laughs> That's what I do every day. I mean, you, you, and you, this is not a do-it-yourself job. Dentists don't or can't um, do this. You can't have your office manager go in and, and do this. It's not a, not a do-it-yourself thing. Um, you're looking at someone who is an expertise and expert in a space on this exact topic. Uh, you know, practices need to flourish online and you have to set that foundation, like I said, um, <clears throat> before you, you know, go running with marketing. And if you don't set the foundation, then, you know, the, the beautiful website that you built, you know, I laugh <clears throat> when somebody goes, I need a new website. That's what I get all the time. Who do you recommend? I'm like, what do you need a new website for? And the, what's the answer is, what should be, I want to generate more new patients. That should be the ultimate answer. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, if you're not visible and credible, that website's going to do absolutely nothing for you because nobody's going to find you. There's no point in, in investing in a new website until you have the foundation correct, the visibility and the credibility. Then you can get a new website, see the great return on investment you're getting from it. But simply just updating your website does absolutely diddly squat for a practice because you still can't find it. The only people that are finding it are those that know who you are or those that are being referred to you or those that you're sending to your own website. Right. So it, it's, you, you've got to get the visibility and credibility before you start building your, 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 you know, your area of expertise online. That's amazing. Wow. You just know everything. I didn't, well, I, didn't, I, didn't know I don't you know everything. I don't know everything. I know a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, I've had a lot of experience. I mean, so. the guy, he, you wrote a book. Tell me about your book. So I wrote two books, actually. Oh. So my, my first book came out in 2019 called uh, Raving Patients, The Definitive Guide to Online Reputation Marketing. And the new book is right here, cover my face up, called 100 Plus Tips for Generating 100 Five-Star Reviews in 100 Days. So it's a tip book. It's an easy read. There are 100, actually 125 tips um, in there, ranking, ranging from using QR codes to putting something on a TV to you know, creating that reputation culture to setting the, laying the groundwork properly. Um, but it's a very easy read, but it's a, an important thing to learn all the different ways that you can potentially generate reviews because I was collecting those for you know, eight, 10 years I was doing it. I just wrote them down. I said, let's, let's create a tip book. And we did. So I think it's a, a, it's a important read for any practice owner because it's, it's just an easy way to, to figure out which direction you want to go. Do you want to buy an automated system? Do you want to try to do it manually? This will kind of lead you the, it, through, the, through the, the thick and thin of doing this process. So it helps them with the decision-making process of how they take action. And it gives them specific tips that they can implement and say, okay, let's try this. Okay, this it was right. This didn't work as well. Let's try this one. You know, some of them will work. Some of them are not going to be as successful, but at least it gives them some ideas other than, you know, asking or, or just buying software to do it. I didn't realize there were so many options. There is. Wow. Lots of options. That's Lots great. of options. And so then you get the options and then to engage the team in all of that and then to make sure that the team stays on track and to do all the things and then to follow up with, it sounds like almost like whole of the life form. So could do doctors get overwhelmed with it? They do. That's why they hire a company like, like no. BirdEye to do it. I mean, that's okay. why we, it, 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 look, running a business is hard. Being a dentist and running a business is even harder. And then trying to do all these extra things that you're not trained at doing, that's even more difficult. So that's why in everything we do in the office, I mean, and I, I, I put a Facebook uh, post in my Facebook raving patients about automating some of the front desk ac- activities. So literally the person in my office um, at the front, or, or was, was my office, I should say, I keep, it's still hard for me to say that, but um, is, you know, she answered the phone, 
You know, she helps check people out and she processes payments. That's her job. We, insurance is handled remotely. Insurance verification is handled remotely. Um, all these things. So you, you let a piece of software do some of the things and enables your team to actually be better at what they do. So they don't have to focus on all these mundane tasks that, you know, a normal practice has to do to survive and run. Absolutely. It helps, I think, promote that level of customer service as well for the individual who's in that who's in that office. And they're coming in from the back, like you say, to check them out, to answer questions, to point them in the right direction, talk about treatment plans, consult with them, answer basically anything and, and refer them, you know, for things that they may need that for. Lynn, this has been... I, I just want to know more. Now I want both of your books, and I, I only I only knew that you wrote one. I, I knew that you were super smart, but um, I I just know that you are helping so many people, and it's helped me understand it even more in depth. I thought I knew, but man, I, and I I know that this has been great for our listeners as well. How do people get in touch with you? Easiest way, um, you can call my cell phone. I'll give it because it's all over the internet anyway. Two one five two nine two two one zero zero or they can email me to my email it's len l-e-n at d-r-l-e-n-t-a-u.com drlentau.com um that's the easiest way to get a hold of me i am all over social media so you can find me on facebook you can find me on instagram you can message me i mean i i always say i'm, I'm uber responsive almost to a fault um i say i only respond i only can't respond if i'm sleeping which is about five hours a night <laughs> um, I'm drooling in someone's mouth, which is now down to two days every other week. Okay. Or I'm flying in the air or I'm giving a seminar. Other than that, you should receive a response within a minute. That's how fast I respond. Wow. So I, I am, I am, I literally got a, a, um, a text message uh, from someone who heard me on another podcast recently. And he was saying, you know, we met five or six years ago at CDA. Um, and I was like, yeah, thank you for getting in touch with me. I'm glad you enjoyed the podcast. He goes, I remember you told me five years ago when I met you that you will respond almost immediately and you're a man to your word. So it's very funny. how I, That's just how I live my life. So uh, very easy to get a hold of. So what do you, just real quick question, what do you think about people doing like personal reviews? Is there a way to, I mean, how do we personally give you a five-star review? Len, can we do that? I mean, as an yeah, individual? I, 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 well, I have a consulting company. It's Tau Dental Consulting. People um, who hear me speak, people um, who you know, who are engaging me, they can go on to Google, look up Tau Dental Seminars, T-A-U, I mean, Tau Dental Consulting, and they can review me on there. I mean, you just gotta, you have to have a business to review you though, but I, yeah. I have a business and, and um, that's, that would be great. I mean, I'm, I'm just, you know, that's, that's kind of how I, I grow my other part of my life. So, well, that's why I was asking because I was thinking that you you probably want to grow that. I mean, you're part of other things, but, you know, as you, as you go to Super Tau, you know, super duper duper towel, then, you know, it's like, how do you get there with your reviews, right? Because yep. more people will refer you. Yep. More people will refer more, more business, um, more trade shows, more exhibits will want me to speak at their meetings because of what other people say about me. Yeah. Wait, I know you're an amazing speaker and um, I, I was on your podcast not long ago and I, I'm just so grateful to have you here today, Lynn. Uh, all of this great knowledge just dropped. And I hope the followers and listeners are enjoying this content as well. Thank you so much for your time today, Lynn. I truly appreciate it. I know that you're flying out later, so you fit all this into your schedule. I appreciate you having me. I hope the listeners enjoyed the content. I'm sure. And you can get both of his books, I guess, I'm guessing, on Amazon. On, right? on, on Amazon. They can go to my website, drlentow.com, and the books are available there too. But Amazon. In fact, what I'll do just to, um, if, if they want to email me and say that they, um, 
saw or, or heard, re- you know, listened to whatever your podcast, just email me at len at drlentow.com. I have some free um, digital versions of my first book that I can give away, um, which I, I do a lot when I, when I give seminars out. So if someone has heard this and they want one, just, just email me and say, I heard you on the, the, the dental handoff. Can you send me a copy of your book? And within a few minutes, I'll send you a copy of the book. That's so kind of you. Thank you. My Thanks. pleasure. A great value to our listeners and listeners too. Please do me a favor. Five-star Google review, <laughs> right? You always got to ask for it. Five-star review on Apple. That's the one that matters with all the AI. I would really appreciate it. Thank you so much for being here with us today. Len, safe travels to you. I'm sure I will see you soon, my friend. Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. Sure. Be well. Be well.